in the club. We all fam. No, you know I don't know. Um, in the club. We all fam. Hold on, I do know this. Um, in oh, the club, we are all family. I know. No, oh I know God, what you're you saying. Racist? No, I know what you're saying. I'm trying to think of. No, that was actually the whole line, and I was hoping that you wouldn't know what I was saying because it just makes the line even better because the other person had no idea what oh, my bitch was saying. I totally either. understand. And you should be ashamed because. A, it, this is isn't long club? ago. Wow. A, this wasn't so long ago. And club. B, I know you watch this. It's a show. Oh, it's a show. In the club. Hmm. In the club. We all fam. Mm. In the club. We are all family. I oh my God. It. Are you racist? That's the line. How am I racist? What do you mean? I'm not asking you if you're racist. That's how oh. it goes. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you saying to me? <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I thought I know it was players close. <laughs> anyway, maybe you missed that one. So, welcome back um, to this show, guys. I'm Alana. And I am Gabby Sidibay. Wow, still missed it. But great one. I know who Alana and, and Abby, right? <laughs> Abby, Gabby. <laughs> we just kind of just be both. Oh, Bra City! Wow. <laughs> Oh, oh, yes, because Alana does that fucking voice all the time. Oh, duh. Duh. In the club. I love that fucking oh, show. The, the club should have gave it away. It should have. Like, <laughs> like, I wasn't thinking. You always do black ass movies that make me feel ashamed That's that I don't remember true. them. Oh, you're a up. liar. I've done Gremlins. You be like, oh, this this black movie came out only in Miami in 1989. I can't That's, believe you don't know it. I've never done Miami Tale on this show yet. <laughs> okay. Um. So, first of all, uh, Black Excellence, let's just go ahead and shout out uh, Gabby since you mentioned her uh, and the release of her book, which, first of all, um, I've ordered Mm-hmm. Not just because I love her, and not because I know that the book is the book is going to be great, but mm-hmm. because the title <laughs> is a title of a book that I I've never really identified with a book title the way that I identify with this one. So yeah, it's called uh, "This Is Just My Face." Mm-hmm. Try not to stare. Try not to stare. That part got me. <laughs> First of all. There's so many ways you can go with this. With the title alone is what I'm saying. Because, mm-hmm. A, I have resting bitch face. Oh, you do. And so I immediately was like, oh, well, you know, this is just my face. Please, mm-hmm. like, get away from me. Don't stare at it. But then it's also like, I'm so fine. Like, this is just the way that I was built. Please <laughs> try not it. to stare. So it's like a mixture of both. Respect um, my fineness. <laughs> uh, her people sent me the book a couple weeks ago. I'm almost done with it. It's amazing. I love it. Like, I know everybody, you read all these memoirs and stuff, and you're like, wow, I had no idea such and such went through all this stuff. But, like, read it through this book. I'm like, God damn, Gabby done seen some real shit, you know? And I... No, she grew up in New York, so I feel like everybody who grew up in New York, New York right. is like... That's true. I rode the train with drug dealers and prostitutes. It was no big deal, you guys. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's great. I love it. So shout out to you, Gabby. Congratulations. Also, this week and uh, in the excellence, this is going to go out to a young 10-year-old girl named... Uh, I think it's Carrie's or Carice Rogers who went viral a few weeks back. Uh, So uh, this young lady was dealing with bullying at her school over being a young, dark-skinned girl. Hmm. Hmm. Not like anybody's been talking about that. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) 
So she says that at her, and at her elementary school, a uh, teacher told them, I guess, to draw like portraits of themselves and stuff and handed her a black crayon. Wow. Teacher. Again, did we not just talk about this? No, we didn't. We make things up. <laughs> So, wow, how fucked up. Not only, okay, so I think her sister, who we'll get to in a minute, said that she was one of like four black girls in her class, which probably Mm -hmm. contributed to it, but whatever. Her mom pulled her out of the school, put her in another school. They said it subsided a little bit, but then she was coming right back crying, talking about being teased for being dark skinned. One thing that really troubled her family was that in this case, in the second school, it was from black students. I wonder what kind. Wow. It's like, you know. I've never heard of this before. Oh, my God. You mean dark skinned children face problems all across every facet of life? Like from from like the very beginning? From elementary school? That's crazy. What? Even from our own people? What? What? You mean to tell me light skinned black people are held in higher regard and treated better than dark skinned ones? What a novel concept. faces? What in the world is happening? Oh my God. Does this, is this real America? Anyway, so uh, this young lady's elder sister, who is, I think, a 22-year-old girl named Taylor, uh, said, in a matter of speaking, oh, fuck all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm just using those words. Yeah, yeah. And uh, started taking photos of her little sister. First of all, I don't know if she's like a photographer or if they hired one, but the photos themselves are absolutely gorgeous. But they started, uh, she posted a picture of her on Twitter dressed in a little outfit that was part of a Wiz-inspired fashion show. And the caption for the photo said, uh, my little sister, my sister is only 10, but already royalty, hashtag, flexing in her complexion. Oh, yes. That's the little girl. Yes. And so this went viral. To date, it has over 31,000 retweets, 83,000 likes on Twitter. Now my girl has uh, flexing in my complexion shirts on <laughs> flexinginmycomplexion.com. And even more lovely than that, okay. a 2017 lookbook in which, first of all... Come on, lookbook! This young lady is stunning. Like, she's 10 years old. She is not just, like, a cute girl. She's gorgeous. Like, yeah. she's absolutely stunning. And they've got her in all kinds of great pictures with accessories. Oh, she has a model face done. right now. Like, <laughs> Stunning. This little girl. Watch her be on somebody's runway next The bullies season. clearly could not take. Because when I tell you, yeah. like, if this girl decides that she wants the model or just take a couple of pretty pictures, she wins. Yeah, she has it. Um, So, yeah. yeah, just shout out to her and her sister and mom for not only instilling, you know, self-love and teaching her how beautiful she actually is, regardless of her skin tone, but for having her you know, be a part of this hashtag and, you know, uh, aspiring to encourage other young girls who are of a darker skin tone to, you know, know how beautiful they are and so on and so forth. So (laughs) you better model little Miss Ma'am. I mean, she's just sickening. I mean, and I love that she's so cute and these are such cute pictures. And then she's like clearly standing in the front yard. Like, let's keep it real. (laughs) We took these pictures at home. But (laughs) but. I'm gorgeous, and you hoes are just mad about it. I see now why she had trouble at school. Because they couldn't handle this. They couldn't. They really could not handle this little girl. I'm going to order me a shirt. You can go to flexinmycomplexion.com for shirts. You can follow her on Instagram. She's got an Instagram and a Twitter. Carrie's Poppin'. Oh, yeah. Uh, K-H- 
E-R-I-S popping. And you can follow her. I mean, this little girl. Oh, yeah. Word. The white with the gold letters, that's mine. I'm getting She's that She's right approved now. by Yara. I think this is, what is this? This is Florence Henderson? What? Why am I saying Florence Henderson? Bitch. I'm, do you mean that lady from... <laughs> From like from two two seven. Yes, I was about to say every black show from the sixties and seventies, but Anderson. Anyway, okay. Um, Marla Gibbs. Mar- there you go. Oh yeah, where did I just see Marla Gibbs? Why did I call her Florence? I just saw Marla Gibbs. Mike and Molly. That's what I saw her. She does. She does random guest appearances on shows. I think all the time now. I'm so. What a gift she is. I Make sure we give Marla that. Gibbs her flowers while she's still living. I should be punched in the face for that. For what? For calling her Florence. Well, it's not as bad as the time I could remember Viola Davis's name. That was a, that was something. Thanks, friend. Sometimes right I, sometimes I just randomly wake up thinking about the time that I did that. So, um, you're all right. Hey, y'all! This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work life balance can be tough. Okay, if anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. OK, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. So this week in Six Hat World, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just going to try and breeze through this because, my God, first of all, I'm trying to get home, pack, clean up, get high, play some more Zelda before I get on this flight. Wow, that's exactly what I want to do when I get home. Um, first, sweetie. 
<laughs> Cannot Miami. wait. Cannot wait. Um, all right. So I tried to order this in uh, whatever. Who cares? Let me see if there's good news. Uh yes, no. I don't know what that is. Yes, got my shirt. This is gonna make me laugh. Mm, whatever. Okay, so first things first, Janet Jackson had the um what are Janet Jackson stands called? Mm. <laughs> I almost said the whispers. I was going to say that too. <laughs> but we ain't shit, so. Well, whatever mm. Janet Jackson's stands are called. They're called. Uh... I know that she has one. I just don't know what they are. Mm. What is the. I think they're called Generation X. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Uh huh. I think it's like people born before like 1980. And so Janet Jackson stands call themselves there. No, no, no. That's what people who were born before 1980 are called. And I think those people make up the majority of Janet Jackson stands. Anyway, so. Because I love Janet, but. I mean, I adore Janet. I mean, I don't even have to get into all that. She had them, you know, with their antenna up mm-hmm. when she had a countdown on her website the other day. I'm wondering what that meant. So here's what it meant. She came on and posted a selfie video of herself. Selfie video. It implies. Anyway. <laughs> she posted a video on JanetJackson.com letting the girls know, yes, she's gained a little bit of weight. Uh, well, she said, I put on a little. I mean, that's what I happened. I put on you, a few. You grew a whole ass baby, though, girl. And then Randy, I'm assuming her brother in the background, was like, more than a few. <laughs> and, she, <laughs> and she said, shut up, Randy. Nobody was talking to you. Oh, I need to see this video. I'm mad I have it. She also, like, very briefly discussed, uh, not even really discussed. She just stated, yes, I am separated and in court. Mm. Now. <laughs> that was pretty much it. Moving on to what I came like, here I'm for. I'm here to talk about something, but before that, I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I'm just going to be honest. I am separated and in court, and hopefully that works out well. Mm-hmm. Now to talk about what I'm here. It was like literally two breaths, and that whole portion was done. Because nobody even cares. Right. I feel like Janet did the exact same thing. Janet wanted a baby. The way that Hallie wanted a baby. Mm-hmm. Janet got a baby. Hallie got a baby. And both, and they were both like, of them were like, I don't care about you. That like, was enough out of you. <laughs> you decided you decided you didn't want to like behave yourself. You may leave. Like I I mean, I have plenty of money to see is the thing, with or without you. I'm gonna be just fine. So also, me and my baby are just gonna go. Everybody knows you as my man. You know? <laughs> even though I'm <laughs> even though her now or soon to be ex or whatever I believe is like a billionaire or like isn't he stupid rich? Yeah. But anyway. Okay. I mean, good for him. Um she then <laughs> announced that she's going back on tour, uh, I think, later this year, September yeah. 7th, mm-hmm. and has renamed the tour State of the World. She says it's not a political thing. It's just about the day we're living in and love and life and whatever. I don't know what it really is supposed to mean to her. Mm-hmm. All I took away from that is that the Rhythm Nation portion of the show is going to be sick. I really hope so. I don't know what else she's going to do, but... I feel like I should go just because I've never seen Janet live and I really want to before I don't have that opportunity. Absolutely. Um, But, you know, she's also on the older side of things and I just don't... Janet's capable. I mean, I'm not saying she's not capable. I just don't... I'm I'm trying to picture, like, how energetic this show is going to be. I mean, well, you have to remember she stopped in the middle of it. So you can probably find little clips on Oh, yeah, you're right. You're what right. she was giving the girls mm, before she stopped or yeah. whatever. But was like, you know, actually, pregnancy is a good thing. 
pregnancy right now. Why not? Right. So, She's yeah. just like, mm, I want to do this. And I remember <laughs> I could tour anytime. when it happened, it was so funny. The girls were like, you're doing what? <laughs> right. People were pissed. <laughs> like, let this woman have her baby. So anyways, she's going back on tour now. I absolutely, yeah, you know, if I get go. a chance to go, I do want to go. I'm not worried about weight or what she's, I just, I really feel like it's not going to be pleasure principle. You know, right. like it's no, not going to be. She's not twenty. Peak Janet, but Janet, I feel like is one of the few divas mm-hmm. that will perform today and can still give you a good show and not just be like a shadow of what she once was. Okay, well, in my opinion, I'm looking knows? forward to it because I'm definitely going to go when she comes to New York. So we're going to see. Tyrese apparently has announced mm-hmm. or implied mm-hmm. that they are working on a sequel uh, to his debut film. Did no. not know that. Please don't say baby boy. That's even accurate. Baby boy. Oh my god. Um, he posted on Instagram sequel <laughs> to Baby Boy coming soon. Hashtag Baby Boy coming of age. Shout to John Singleton, but who did the first film. I just what. So, uh, we've given Tyrese a few flames on the show already. Um, in <sighs> the lightest way possible i will simply say tyrese no i have no plans on being there (laughs) i will not be encouraging anyone to also be there and not because of tyrese right but because like i've said not everything needs sequel right baby boy if you enjoyed baby boy or even if you didn't regardless of how you felt about that film it was a package it was done when the movie was done, it was like, the end. That is the story. <laughs> Fine. It was one of those movies where it's just a story and you can be done with it. And if you have never seen Baby Boy, first of all, congratulations. Yeah, you're not missing Secondly, anything. I'll just give you a quick recap. Baby Boy is a story of Jody, played by Tyrese, who is essentially a fuckboy. Yep. Um, who... Has a baby with Yvette, played by Taraji P. Henson, um, and a baby on the way with her as well. Throughout the film, it has a running time of, I don't know, close to the he length of one of these damn shows. He has a kid by somebody else too, don't he? Like, he has a son and a daughter. Oh, wait, no, yeah. He had a son and he, he did he have a girl. He had a baby girl, by somebody else. And he had a girl and with another still one. living with his mama. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was. Baby Boy was awful. Anyway, so uh, throughout the film, uh, um, Jody essentially tries his best to remain a fuckboy until his best friend, played by Omar Gooding, a.k.a. Mo from Smart Guy, shoots Snoop Dogg dead in the street. And that is what it takes for Jody oh, to figure maybe he should move out of his mama's house and get a good job and stop cheating on his girlfriend and marry her and be a good dad. Oh, man. That's essentially the whole movie. Yeah, <laughs> like, it is. And that's then they have it. a picnic at the end, <laughs> and that's it. Like, the movie's... D- what else? There's nothing... What else do you need to say? Right. What is a part two to this nigga shit? Oh, he came home, and he was a good dad for three and a half months, and then he went right back to being a dumb nigga and quit his job and started drinking and playing dominoes all day and hanging out outside. Like... What is there to tell, first of all, in a Baby Boy sequel that we have not already seen in a movie? And secondly, I won't even entertain this idea without Taraji saying that she's she going to be in it. She will more than likely do it. And I, because she oh, and no, Tyrese, I do not think so. She and Tyrese are still good friends. No, 
Taraji. Baby Boy is one of her biggest, or, you know, biggest films in the black market anyway. One of her most notable films. Okay. Let's not act like the girls were I'm not, not quoting I'm not saying niggas that. don't love Baby. I'm not saying niggas don't love Baby Boy. I just feel like Taraji has put in so much work to where she should not have to regress in this way. Taraji is still on Empire. <laughs> but I feel like she really loves playing Cookie. I don't. You don't? No. Damn. I feel like to be and no shade, I feel like many people who are on Empire are probably waiting for that show to be done. Oh, well, I mean, it is doing way too much. I haven't been able to keep up with Empire. And for the a people while. on that show who can act, they don't really get to flex their ability the way I think that they could they can mm-hmm. on that show. Like if I don't know. I haven't watched Empire in such a long time. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if Taraji is still playing that character. I don't think that she's just above doing another baby boy, especially since it's a much smaller commitment than Empire is. I mean, I guess. I just don't want it to happen because... I don't either. It's going to be really bad. I don't either. I didn't like the first one. Even back then, I was like, this is truly terrible. It is a horrible movie. It opens up with Tyrese in the womb. Let's revisit that! (laughs) Oh my God! Listen, so I... (laughs) From the first frame, I was like, this is not for me. As a young ghetto tot, I actually (laughs) had fun with Baby Boy. Like, I don't hate the movie, but it's so bad. Like... (laughs) It's real. The thing that that was great about Baby Boy is that I know so many Jodies. I know so many Yvettes. I know so many Sweet Peas. I know so many whatever the fuck that nigga was that Ving Rhames played. Like, I know these people. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. And it felt like, yep, that's exactly how she be talking. Mm -hmm. Yep, this is the same shit they be arguing (laughs) over. Like, it it felt authentic. That's what I liked about the movie or whatever. But... Please let us discuss the opening sequence where grown ass full size Tyrese is in the fetal position. In the fetal position. Surrounded by goo. In a you like in the womb. <laughs> and then like his mom his mama's like arguing arguing with him in like the real world or whatever. And he starts to like spaz out and like Oh, I just what had is that to see fluid if it was inside of that sack. In, the, embryonic fluid all of that is just bubbles everywhere and he's like <laughs> screaming to get out and it's like he's re it was just, oh, that part man. was so absurd <laughs> and for it to be the very very opening i want to know how many people <laughs> in like the entire life of that film right. i want to know how many people watched that part, and we're like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> I have never watched Baby Boy ever since then. Because that had to have turned so many people away. It's I was so, like, mm, I don't... I know there are, like, there have to be so many people who will say, mm-hmm, yeah, that was me. I actually, I didn't understand that. I thought I it was mean, absurd. Because and... it's Tyrese, big, grown, naked ass. Full grown. In a uterus. <laughs> it just doesn't... Struggling for air. Like, what? Baby Boy. <laughs> like... Literally, like, in case you did not get the title, Baby Boy. Again, besides the fact that the movie was bad in many areas and ghetto and all. Not bad because it's ghetto. Bad because Not it's bad because it's ghetto. Bad because it was bad. Yes. Thank you. Um, I just don't feel like it needs to be, it, there needs yeah. a sequel because no. there's, there, I just, what else? Right. Wasn't the first Baby Boy a coming of age story? 
Yes. <laughs> like, it was, that, it was the coming of age story. So what do you mean, baby boy coming of age? Like, nigga had to grow up twice? Well, <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> niggas usually do have to A grow up three, four times. grow up thrice, yes. But, mm-mm, just no, just no. I don't want to see it, and I don't want it to happen. They're going to do the same thing that all of these other sequel bitches do, which is, okay, now he has a son who's, you know, struggling to pay his own child support. <laughs> right. Like, or his son starts hitting his girlfriend. He's like, oh, no, you got that from me. Right. <laughs> I passed on the shit to you that was learned to me. We have boys in the hood. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't do this movie. I don't want it. Stop trying to squeeze the remaining drops of juice out of these few right, little movies, movies <laughs> that have done okay or done great or whatever in theaters. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know why they're making a Jurassic World 2 just to take it off of the black heat. Yeah. I don't know. Like, there are so many movies that just don't need another one. Amen. And I'm just, it's, stop it. Right. I agree. So maybe we can, you know gather together and at least convince Taraji to not do it. Because right. if Taraji says no, for whatever reason... They're gonna have to scrap it. <laughs> even if she's like, I actually, you know, I have to wash my hair um, for all of that For six summer. months. So, <laughs> I can't. Like, whatever they... If she doesn't agree, they're not doing it. I mean, fingers crossed, because that just don't need to happen. It doesn't ever. So... Um, Chris Brown's new album, Heartbreak on a Full Moon, he has teased on Instagram that it will be a double disc album, uh, containing, uh, 40. Girl. 40 individual Chris Brown songs. <laughs> no features? Or we don't I'm sure know there yet. are probably a couple of features on it. I can't really tell. A but double disc? What I will tell you is that the photo that teases the album is two little pieces of notebook paper with, like, the track list on it. Oh, let me the very it. first song that popped out into my eye looks like it's called Ready Whip. And that was enough for me no. to know that this mm-hmm. isn't an album that I need to purchase no, or no. listen to. Ready Whip. But even if... Like, there are really aren't that many performing artists that I feel like would get me to listen to 40 back-to-back songs of theirs. So it's not even shade. Uh, Lost and Found. What does that say? Tempo? Like the car? Oh, no. Tempo like a like a pace or beat. The... Yeah, <laughs> Privacy, Juicy Booty, Tough Love. See, I didn't even see Juicy Booty. <laughs> I couldn't. I looked at Ready Whip and that was the only one I'm I not, saw. I'm not, fi- I'm not fooling with Chris Brown and no album after he put out one named after his daughter and then put a bunch of sex songs on it. That so, was hard. <laughs> I thought it was Like a title be... track. <laughs> I thought it was going to be all about the joy of fatherhood. And it was like, I made one, baby. Now let me work on some more. Right. With various sundry. Although I kind of feel like he would probably love to have another one. Bite my tongue. See, I can't do it. Well, I'm sure the the Breezers are very excited about this. Yeah, Team Breezy's probably going to live. But again, like. Okay. Whatever 40 keeps you, songs. I mean, <laughs> I'm surprised he had the time 40 to. 40 Beyonce songs? Nigger, please. <laughs> <laughs> I would leave out the studio right now. The thing is, though, I would I would make a day of it. <coughs> because I, I'm not planning to do... I mean, well, even when to. she puts out 10 songs, I make a day of it. So that's what I'm saying. It's only... When, when, this, when this book comes... Full of people. I will have a week <laughs> blocked off where I just sit down and, and absorb look at the Lemonade book. Yes. yes. So I get that. all $300 worth oh. of it. <laughs> and when I saw that, I did stop for about... Two seconds. I said, so did I. This is sis, uh, sis 299? And then I saw 600 plus pages and I said, oh, she knows what she's doing. Okay. And, a, and a vinyl? 
Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. I, I do want lemonade on vinyl. I don't have a record player, but that's a small problem. I still want it. I actually do have one. I don't, because I don't have no records, but I'm going to have to get one. Now I'm going to go like, on Amazon or something. Like four vinyl. I don't think I've taken any of them out of anything, but I have them because, you know, I'm trendy. I don't know. Mm. So, yeah, it ain't too many people I'm going to sit down and listen to that much music from. Like, I don't know. Maybe the stands are going to break this up into like a four-part type thing, because 40 songs is a lot, girl. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you have to sit back and listen to all of them at the same ass time. I don't know if I do that to many albums that come out now. But on the other hand, whatever keeps Chris Brown from fighting people or stalking them, whatever keeps him out of jail, <laughs> I'm all for. So, congrats. His film, I actually forgot to pull this up, but it just crossed my film. mind. His movie, um, Welcome to My Life, uh, received a, a release date the oh, other okay. day. Mm, oh, documentary, got you. Yeah, the documentary that he's apparently dropping about himself. Um, oh, yeah. Sometimes I don't you... know if it was like a real announcement, but... It looks like June. Yeah, it says June, and apparently it's going out in theaters. Huh. Girl. Okay. You're doing it like the white folks. Well, like I said before, I don't plan on being in theaters or anywhere else watching a Chris Bound film unless he's going to keep it all the way real. Okay? I want to see the cocaine. <laughs> all right. I want, to, I, I want to have a conversation about why. That is not going to happen. I want to see royalty smiling. And I want to see royalty having an absolute fit. Now, there probably will be home video stuff of royalty and Chris, which would be really adorable. Sure. But I want to see Chris Brown being a dad. Like, I want to see him having a great time with her, yes, and pushing her on the swing or whatever. But we see that all the time. I want to see Chris Brown looking at royalty and like... Put that shit <laughs> down. I want to see them going into FAO Schwartz or wherever the fuck else and being like, don't ask for anything. Oh, he should take her to American Girl. Wherever. And let her pick out one of them expensive-ass dolls and then take her to get her hair done and all that shit. I want to see that nigga being a daddy. I want to yeah. see the shit that I don't see already. Otherwise, what the fuck is the point? I mean, we see your life on Instagram. We see your life on, you know, Twitter or Snapchat or wherever the fuck else. Mm, yeah. If you're going to do a documentary, I think it's the perfect place for you to show everything and do it on your terms. You don't have to do cocaine <laughs> on camera but like do the coke do the coke we know Chris Brown does drugs besides weed and I just feel like you know you might as well talk about it in your own way so other people will stop talking I mean other people are not going to stop talking about it no but, but maybe somebody will pay for a ticket and they'll tell us I know this is going to be him rehearsing and talking about the joys and the struggles of being a star and he's going to talk about haters he's going to ride an ATV <laughs> he's going to go to you know whatever part of the LA hoods adopted him when he moved out there and that's pretty much going to be the whole movie I yeah this says uh, never before seen concert footage <laughs> yeah this movie's not for me um let's talk about the Met Gala ooh classic so uh, first I just want to say that what happened at the Met Gala this week it's the same thing that happens at the Met Gala every single year. And somehow, 
the reactions are the same. <laughs> Every single <laughs> I don't know how. But the same thing happened. Maybe 10% of the people who were there were dressed in the theme. Right. Then that 10%, maybe four or five, maybe 5% actually looked good in the theme. Yes. The other 90% of the people there were wearing an illusion dress or some sort of basic suit. Or just whatever, right. Or whatever, you know, camisole or some kind of shit <laughs> that they could, you know, that was safe. It has ha- it happened this year, last year, the year before. It happens every single year. So I don't know why the girls get all bent out of shape talking about, there's a theme. You girls don't understand fashion. Da-da-da-da. I'm like, yes, there's a theme. That doesn't stop that shit from being ugly. Case in point, <laughs> the queen of the Met. Rihanna. Rihanna not only was in theme, Rihanna was wearing a design from the designer who was being honored that night mm-hmm. and looked fantastic. Amazing. There were other people who were doing the whole Comme de Garçon avant-garde shit who looked great. Some of them, I think, looked terrible. I thought Katy Perry looked like a sneeze. Yeah, she like did. A look, nose it was bleed. really bad. You know who didn't look bad? Rita Ora. Oh, thank you. I was gonna mention, I've, I'm not familiar with this person, but she looked really good. She did. I love, like, the painted and feather hair. I thought it was really cute. It was I loved Christmas it. and... <laughs> Um, it's not July. Whatever. <laughs> That's okay. Whatever. Christmas she looked in good the springtime, is the thing. She looked great. She did. I liked Lily Alridge. Um, I liked... Oh, I love Tracy Ellis Ross. I liked... Oh, yeah. Tracy Ellis Ross looked really good. Oh, Zendaya. Oh. oh, my God. Just gorgeous. Did you see her stand out when Rihanna when posted? When Rihanna posted her? Yeah, she was so excited. That was adorable. Oh, that's so cute. Um, oh, I can't really remember. Oh, I love that either. orange on Lupita, but really any color looks amazing on her skin. Look, it's just what the rainbow was made for, for her. her. I like, actually liked Kim Kardashian's dress. If you go in like to the beach or something, it was same. perfectly fine. Yes. If you got it for $38 on Boohoo or something. Very really much. Really cute cover up. A Polaroid photo shoot during magic hour on yeah. the beach. Or, right. When you want to go to dinner straight from the beach, but you ain't yeah. trying to go home and put on clothes. It was very pretty. Right. It was. Maybe but not it, for that evening, but right. a cute dress nonetheless. So. It was a better choice than what her sisters were wearing. I agree. <laughs> so. I agree, especially that Kylie. <laughs> I was like, Mama, if you weren't going to go with the theme, Mm-mm. you just kept it nice, cute, and classy, and simple, and you look great. Because right. the mother two looked like VR troopers. <laughs> they looked so... like <laughs> like Goldar from oh, the Power God. Rangers. And whichever Hadid that is that had the bodysuit with the long, deep V-neck in the back, also no. did not care to see that. <laughs> but I love Priyanka Chopra's... Uh, oh, yeah. Ring the alarm moment. I, I mean, probably just demolished her name. And but. I also, and I think that's it. But I also do not. I'm, a, I'm one of those people who does not really know fashion. I don't sit up here and claim Me to neither. be all into it. I just know looking at stuff and saying yes. I like or this, no. and I do not like <laughs> and this. And there's something about Rihanna where that bitch just nails it. Every time. Every time. I don't get it, but she just... Even the red highlighter on her face, I was like, anybody else would look like they had psoriasis. They would look <laughs> like they sashayed like, away. Like, sis, do you need an EpiPen? Episode one. <laughs> do, you need, like, do you need to go to the hospital? you got rosacea, girl? Like, like what is wrong? Right? Like, is, are you bitch, all you're right? not supposed to be flushed like this. Uh, she not looks her. so good. Not at all. So, yes. I mean, the Met Gala, I just felt like I needed to say that because the girls were all bent out of shape because people were like, that dress is ugly. That's ugly. What the fuck she got on? Ooh, I love this basic ass dress on. Like, whichever did Jenner or something. Yeah. It's like, I under- most people who are 
following these photos and talking about it aren't engaged in fashion like many of y'all who I probably did. They don't style anybody. They don't design. They don't have every issue of CR fashion, but they don't work in retail or personal shopping. So all that they're doing is looking at something and saying, I think this is pretty. I think this is ugly. And I don't, right. And again, just because it's in theme doesn't mean it's not ugly. You know, some things Mm -hmm. were in theme and they just, the girls didn't pull it off. A couple of things I felt like would have looked good if somebody else were wearing it. Yes, like Blake Lively's dress. I feel like that about most things that Serena Vanderwoodson wears, but that's just because I don't see it for her. Mm. Oh, damn, I didn't know that. I don't. I just don't feel like she's a talented. I don't think she can act. Mm. I'm not going to argue with you. But I think she that just she's seems pretty like a sweet and girl. Yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she doesn't seem like a horrible person. I just don't think that she can act. Yeah. Although, white girls who seem sweet, I'm looking at them twice these days. <laughs> Ever since Get Out, mm, mm, mm. no, because it's an Armitage and you somewhere. That's right. Because you never know. You can't let these white girls get a step ahead of you. Apparently, the girls are saying that Rihanna, aside from being a winner, uh, is also a sore winner because she had her foot on Nicki Minaj's Oh, she gloated. (laughs) So, one of the barbs, and see, y'all be so mad at us. But you need to be mad at each other. You do. Because y'all are doing this to yourselves. (laughs) One of them made a a meme or whatever photo for Instagram with... First of all, I liked Nikki's dress from the front. Okay. Like, shots of her just, like, straight on, I thought looked great. I love the color black. It's my favorite. I love the color red. It's probably my second favorite. And I love them together. Um, And it was giving me, like, a, you know, queen of the, damn, I look good. I don't know. But Let me look at it again, because I don't remember caring for it. I didn't like it from the side. I didn't like it from the back. mm. But from the front, I kind of saw where they were going with it. Yeah. Mm. And I love this whole 85 inches of hair that she's been doing lately. I don't know why. I love the the cape thing or whatever that is. See, that's what I don't like. From the back or from the side, it just looked weird. But straight on, it was kind of cute. See, but I thought that from straight on, it looks weird on the shoulders. It's like one is like an exposed shoulder and the other one isn't. And then there's a random red stripe. And then she's wearing like, I don't know, high cut. It looks kind of like somebody blew up a graduation gown. You know, so I think I just looked at this and was like, there's too many parts. If I have to dissect the parts of it I like, then I just don't like it. So. I mean, you probably would have felt that way about many things you saw that night. Oh, but. I definitely did. I mean, my, yeah. I, I just gave you the list of people I thought looked good. <laughs> Anybody else who looked good, I probably didn't recognize them. I don't know their name. I mean, I know it's avant-garde and it's supposed to be fun and costumey and that whole thing. But every year, somebody has a great, fun avant-garde costume. And some of the girls look horrible. Anyway, so the stand made uh, a thing that says Nicki Minaj Met Gala Best Dress List. And when I tell you it's like 30 things on here, USA Today, Forbes, Sydney Morning, Style Bistro, I don't even know, Indian Express, Daily Telegraph I've heard of. Uh, Vogue, hmm. Time, the Vanity New York Fair. Times, Allure, E. What's Hollywood Life? GMA, Complex. <laughs> oh, look, I don't know, but Billboard. Nicki Minaj saw this um, and reposted it with a little prayer, thankful emoji sign. Problem mm-hmm. is that this is fake, and I guess most none of these people, if any of these people, had anything positive to say. Um, so not too long after that. Rihanna posted her own little collage mm. on Instagram. <laughs> and it was actual screenshots from actual publications right. calling her the winner slash queen of the Met Gala. This includes Vogue Runway, Vogue Magazine, L People, Harper's Bazaar, British Vogue Time, 
and Forbes. Right. These are like the actual tweets saying that Rihanna won as yes. opposed to just a list some stand made. And her caption? Casual. <laughs> it was actually light work for me, girls. All I had to do was button a skirt, fasten some stuff in the back. Somebody laced up these shoes. It was no big deal. So, uh... You know, there's been talk about Rihanna and Nicki Minaj having a quiet beef lately. Uh, Rihanna was liking a few photos that Remy Ma was posting on Instagram. I heard... Oh, wow. One of the photos that Rihanna liked had, like, quote-unquote shady... There were shady hashtags in the caption. But I heard that Rihanna liked the picture before the captions were there, like, Remy put them in later or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. The point is, they're trying to say that Rihanna been coming for Nikki or she doesn't like her or whatever. They unfollowed each other on Instagram. I really don't know why y'all pay so much attention to that. Like, yeah. I don't care until they actually say something about each other. Right, because <laughs> like, I would have never known that Rihanna and Nikki had something going on. Never. Because who cares? Who, there you go. That That's exactly where I was going. <laughs> who gives a shit? It's not interesting until unless Rihanna was like, you know what, fuck her. Or if the caption had been, like, a real list. <laughs> that's, and you know Rihanna's capable. Right. Because Rihanna has said far worse. <laughs> or just receipts. Right. Oh. Something like that would have been way shadier. Oh. Casual is like, y'all tried so hard, and yet I just showed up being me, and I won. And this happens every year. She also posted a photo that uh, said when you win the after party, too, or something like that. Because she, like, hosted a Met Gala after party. You better go and feel yourself. (laughs) I mean, she deserved it. I was literally sitting there early, early on, like, oh, my God, where is Rihanna? Bitch, hurry up. I'm only here to see you. And she didn't disappoint. So thank you, Rihanna. Yeah, I knew Beyonce wasn't getting her and the twins on a plane to go all the way to New York for this. Can we just talk about how tired my girl looks? Like, she <laughs> looks like she is fully in the stage where she's like, all of that beauty of pregnancy, love and light, pyramid, gold, flower on my head, bullshit. <laughs> F- I get them out. Like, she, <laughs> I did all that when them kids was manageable. At this point, a bitch is tired. Put me down. <laughs> that picture of her in blue in L.A. today. Mm-hmm. She is really like, these children have to evacuate my get body immediately. Them. They have got to go. And Blue's just holding on to her little hand like, I got you, mama. Get away from her! (laughs) Move! Enough! We're going to do this together, mama. I got you. Serena Williams was also wearing a very basic dress or whatever, Mm -hmm. but she looked so good. Green is a great color for her. And she is adorable pregnant! She is. Oh, and I love Solange's bubble coat with the train. (laughs) I love it. I'm like... Solange is one who puts clothes on that on anybody else, I would be like, this is the worst object. Like, I have never seen anything uglier. And then Solange puts it on, and I'm like, this bitch is innovative. And Solange would have worn that to lunch on any, like, a (laughs) random Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Just on Instagram. She'd be finding a little cute shit she liked like that, and then she'll do a little dance in it in her her house, Mm -hmm. like in the living room or her backyard, while Jules is in the backyard, like, in the background building a rocket or doing some (laughs) other fucking genius shit. And she's just like, "Mm, I'm a fairy. Right. I love it. I love her. She's great. Um, She looked cute at the wearable art gala too first of all everybody looked cute and i love them and bianca lawson doesn't age she <laughs> has uh the key to youth and people need to be talking to she her about does it. Mm-hmm. also um i lost my train of thought but uh when miss tina clown chris kardashian on instagram three times now you know <laughs> that was funny i don't miss care tina <laughs> 
doesn't mean. I know Solange texted her like, this is why I told you to get the fuck off Instagram. <laughs> She's like, listen, you know that I don't care about her. I was trying to be nice. How am I supposed to know how you spell her damn name? Chris Kardashian, though. <laughs> That's not... And she spelled Chris with a C-H. Why would Miss Tina be doing anything that involves giving a fuck about this? <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding of course she don't know that lady last name. I she don't love, care. I love that she didn't even ask nobody. She was just like, oh, yeah, that's Kim and them. And spelled it with a C first. <laughs> she did. Chris Kardashian. Yeah, she did. And then changed it to, like, Chris with a K. And then I think it was still Kardashian. Yeah, and then it was Chris and Jenner. And then it was Chris Jenner spelled correctly. <laughs> and then had to, to put leave a caption comment. like, there's no shade here ever. You know, we all make mistakes in life. I love her. I do too. I love her. Um, I love her Instagram presence. She's me great. too. When I saw her do the Chris Kardashian the first time, I said, oh, Miss Tina is too pure for Instagram. These kids are going to take this and run with it. And she don't mean it. I know she I don't. Love her. Do you remember when they thought she was coming for Jennifer Hudson? Yes. Because she liked that thing by accident. Yes. And she was probably oh, trying to send them a link to like a Bible study or a prayer group or something that was going to enlift their life. Right. And accidentally tapped like and had to be back like, Jennifer Hudson is a good Christian baby. I don't have, like, yeah. I love it. I think because, she put up that picture with Kelly and Michelle because people was like, ah, you don't never post nothing with Michelle. Michelle not in this, da, da, da. Like, I feel like people get to her in that way. Like, she doesn't want to seem like she's mean or leaving anybody out. Y'all got to remember, Miss Tina is somebody's, like, mama and getting up there in age. And she's on this new, right. Like, she is on this new technology, just trying to figure it out and have fun with her friends. And it's a blast. Like, I would never hold anything. When she, when the Jennifer Hudson thing happened, when the Chris Kardashian thing happened, I'm, my thought is never, oh, she's so shady. No. I giggled because I'm like, she made an honest mistake yes. trying to fuck with this Instagram <laughs> bullshit. And I accidentally like her. stuff all the time. All the time. I get it, Miss Tina. I do. And at least she's in the position where who gives a shit because she's still Miss Tina. Right. Like, I mean, y'all not going to do nothing. I'd be running like, Jumping over hurdles, trying to like fix. Oh God! Like do all of this extra shit. So right. I hope she doesn't change, and I hope she doesn't leave Instagram. I want her to just keep being sweet and adorable on that she's app. The she's everything. Like she's by far the best thing about Instagram. Her girls love it. Um, they really don't, but they love it a little. <laughs> they gonna have to get over it. Everybody loves a little. Like there's a little fraction of you that loves it. Oh, she posts all these old pictures of Beyonce and Solange in them too. Oh, I just love it. Ugh. Following her is everything. So, all right, taking it back down. Oh, Amber Rose. We were so happy. I know. You know, happiness is fleeting. (laughs) We'll get to that later. Um, (laughs) I I see what you did there. I just want you to know. (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, oh God. Well. Oh, Blacks. So, Amber Rose posted a photo on... um, this is an iOS press release on her Instagram. Uh, it says, "Amber, my teenage kids follow you. You should be a, you should be more of a role model to them." Um, I think that she forgot to put that part in quotation marks because I was a little confused at first. But I'm assuming that that's something that somebody told her. Okay, got you. Um, so then she says, "Well, this is more of a statement than a question, but I get this one a lot as well. The nicest way I can put it is, raise your own kids." Stop looking for famous people to influence your children. I am not a role model to your kids. How about you be that? I'm not here to raise your children for you or influence them in any way. I have my own child that lives with me and knows me better than anyone knows me. I would never have my kid, even as a teenager, 
follow a 33-year-old grown woman on social media. I filter everything that he watches and I will continue to do so until he's an adult and he's able to make his own decisions. You should do the same. The caption was period. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I agree with like 80% of this. Um, I agree that it should never, as a parent, you should never put the the title role model on somebody else, especially somebody that you don't want to be a role model to your kid <laughs> because it's not their responsibility to be a role model to your children or whatever. So, yes, influence your own children. You have to be the person in your kids' lives that is like, look, they may be cute. Their highlighter may be popping. His <laughs> jeans may be expensive. He may be he has a great beat or whatever, but morals, guidelines, <laughs> home training, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I agree with that. The only part I disagree with her on was where she said, I would never have my kid, even as a teenager, follow a 33-year-old grown woman on social media. Because, I mean, like, girl, I guess you just have to wait for Sebastian to be a teenager. Yeah. Because... I don't think that's really under your control, is Teenagers it? do what the fuck they want. There's not really much... Right. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense because it's kind of like... <laughs> If Instagram is even still a thing when Sebastian is a teenager, he's something just as bad. probably just going to follow whoever he wants to. I mean, Down. I, I guess I get what she's trying to say here. And I agree that, like, especially if I didn't ask to be a role model, if I didn't come out here like, oh, let me help guide your children mm-hmm. and, and teach girls the right way to live or whatever. If I'm just out here living my regular whore, sinful ass life, like, <laughs> I didn't ask your kids to follow me and emulate me and want to be like me. Like, So how are you going to ask me to change my behavior for your kids? I don't even know your damn kids. Right. My only question is, what do you do then? Because you're going to have young people who are going to follow you. You're going to have, you're influential. Whether you want to be a role model or not, your lifestyle, the way that you present yourself, it is influential. So my question is like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? Because there's no way that you're going to stop your teenage kid from doing everything you don't want them to do. Like, I told a story on here before about how I asked my mom to buy me the So Addictive album by Missy and she saw that parental advisory (laughs) sticker and she read a couple of those track titles and she was like, no. Absolutely not. You will not have this. You think I didn't have that CD? Of course you did. Bitch, please. Of course the fuck I did. (laughs) My parents, no shade, my parents blocked Logo in the house. Damn. Before I even knew what Logo was. Damn. But. They said, oh, no. A network for faggotry? I don't no, think so. Not, <laughs> not in this house. <laughs> and quite honestly, they play, They paid the cable bill. And you can do that. Do in what your you want to do. But yep. I wanted to watch Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, I took with little, whatever little bit of money I had, made sure I got a couple of little iTunes cards, and I would just buy the episodes on Apple right. and watch them on my iPod. You can't stop your kids from doing everything that they want to do. Right. And in many cases, when you tell your kid, no, don't do this, it just makes them want to do it even more. Mm-hmm. So I just, I don't know. Like, what I do mean, you... and teenagers are going to push boundaries. Like, you have to be there as a parent. First of all, you should have laid the groundwork way before teenager hood right for them to know how you feel about certain situations or not so if your mama sees you double tapping on amber rose's pictures you already know your mama is like now what did you following amber rose for this is not you know we didn't raise you i don't know what to like fine women i don't even really get what your (laughs) objection is like she's gorgeous she has a gorgeous body like she looks the way she does of course young boys want to follow her i just don't you as a parent 
have to parent. <laughs> right. You have to be there to teach your children the opposite of whatever negative lessons you think they're picking up from social media and the world at large. And that has always been one of the burdens of parenting. You have right. always had to do that. For Social media is just a new thing <laughs> that y'all have to adjust to and learn how to parent around. But it's still your job. Before so, it was hip-hop, it was probably, what was it? I mean, it's always something. I mean, TV, they blamed MTV and music videos and, and obscene music on the radio. And there's there's always been something for parents to be like, oh, this is ruining the youth. And right. you're not a good role model for my kids. It's like, but the strongest role model in your child's life is you as a parent. And so if your kid is fucked up, it's probably more your fault than it is Amber Rose's. Like, that's just all there no, is No, that's a fact. <laughs> so. I mean, I just feel like, you know, for example, I loved all of the Trina and the Trick Daddy in the world growing up. Mm-hmm. But there were certain things that I had access to that I was like, nope, no thanks. Not even because I wasn't interested or because I was scared, but because I knew any old little thing could go wrong. And then I had to deal with the two Jamaican niggas that I call my mom and dad. Yes. If I make it home. I avoided a lot of <laughs> shitty situations in high school because I sat there and thought, when I go home, what is Connie going to do? Right. <laughs> and it was never a positive. It was, never. <laughs> it was never. It, I had to like, I mean, and yes, teenagers make dumb decisions, but. If you instill in your children the values that you want them to have, they should at least be considering those things. I just wouldn't exactly. even be pressed over my kid following Amber Rose on Instagram. Like, I just don't care. Like, there's beautiful half-naked women absolutely everywhere. If I haven't already taught you... Now, if you are liking her pictures and then writing some disgusting, degrading comment under it, that's where I need to check you. But you just like a picture of Amber Rose or you just following Amber Rose? Like, okay, who cares? So what? Right. I just feel like people, I don't know. I don't think it's laziness necessarily, but more of like a, I need, I need some help in getting these kids together and getting them right. But that she, Amber Rose didn't sign up to help parent your baby. I think it's just this weird fear that a lot of parents have that they're going to, you know, through no fault of their own, end up with a kid that's going to like be a mass murderer or a predator, a sexual predator, or like blow up, you know, a country or something crazy like that. Oh, and then it's well. like, you know, well then whose fault is it? It's clearly Grand Theft Auto or, <laughs> you know, me. Oh yeah. Video games were definitely, you know, something else like that. And it's like, girl, do you know how much fucking Grand Theft Auto, all this stuff I've played and stuff like that as a kid that you would call, you know, damaging to youth or just say this is a horrible influence. And no, you know, for the most part, I'm in that house. I was, I remember being like 15 years old, like a kid in high school and some of my good friends would be leaving campus to go smoke weed and asking if I would like to go as well. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I wasn't interested. It wasn't that I was scared. It was the fact that I know I'm going to go and smoke weed, get caught, and my parents are going to kill me mm-hmm. and scatter my remains right. down, you know, Key West or something <laughs> like that That's and exactly get away what's with gonna it. going to happen, right. And now I smoke weed every day <laughs> because I'm grown Because now. you're grown. You have your own place where you can go do that. So there's only so much you can do with your kids but it's still your job to do something with your kids i just wanted to point out i thought that it was a little unfair to be like i would never let my kids follow such and such I'm like well amber you got a little way to go before your baby is a teenager right i mean but if your kid wants to follow me i mean am i supposed to be like oh okay well now teenagers are following me let me only post hymns and <laughs> math lessons like girl what i'm still grown and doing my own thing so bye 
Okay. Oh my God. We have two more. I feel like those parental arguments are so stupid. Okay. So first of all, someone else is complaining or uh, not complaining, claiming that Drake got them pregnant. A few months ago, there were photos of Drake in Paris. Oh, Amsterdam at a Japanese restaurant with an ex-porn star yes. named, I guess her real name is Sophie. I don't remember what her porn star name was. But Sophie is now claiming that Drake uh, got her pregnant. She says that she's three and a half months along um, and has alleged text messages between herself and Aubrey uh, where he claims he wanted to wanted her to have an abortion. Oh, yikes. She said, I can't kill my baby simply to indulge you. Sorry. And his alleged response is, indulge me? Fuck you. What? She says, what? (laughs) (laughs) Me? (laughs) Yes, young lady, I also feel that way. What? His response to that is, you do know what you're doing. You think you're going to get money. Yeah. Right. Duh. But I just, I don't know. Did she say duh? I wish. No, she didn't. I really wish she would have. Like, yes, nigga, duh. She's allegedly having a girl. Uh, representatives for Drake reached out to uh, TMZ and said, this woman has very questionable background. She's admitted to having multiple relationships. We understand she may have problems getting into the United States. She's one of many women claiming he got them pregnant. If it is, in fact, Drake's child, which he does not believe he would do the right thing by the child. <sighs> They're also claiming that another really big rapper uh, had sex with her around the same time. And he has all but acknowledged the child as his own at this point. So... Uh, well, I'm going to tell you, just like I told the one before you, I'm waiting to see a DNA slip that says this child belongs to Aubrey Graham, and then I will care. The only thing that I'm finding interesting about this is that when the other young lady, the black girl the other week, was like, oh, um, you know, he got me pregnant and blah, 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 and I've got text messages. They were like, fuck that bitch. She's a lie. Here's the proof. Get out of here. I don't even mm. know if there was a representative that said anything besides just that post. Oh, yeah, no. There was no official OVO response. Right. There nothing, wasn't like no. an owl stamp. It was all on Instagram. Like <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Yes, come on, OVO letterhead. Um, but this one is if it is, in fact, Drake's child, which he does not believe, he <laughs> would do the right thing by the child. So are you really out here raw dogging these girls? Oh, wow, really? That, that kind of makes me not want to have the sexual experience anymore. Which he does not believe. Like, he should be full. What do you mean? Right. What do you mean you do not believe it? What happened to the Ov? What happened to Ovi? No. You were supposed yes. to be on your pill every day. Every day. You and you played this wrong, young lady. I'm mad she didn't listen to the shot. <laughs> I gave her the blueprint for how to handle this. You carry your baby to term, give birth, and then call Drake. What are you doing? What is the problem, fool? <sighs> Have the baby. Yes. Because now if something Quietly. happened to you over right. the next six months, nobody's going to be shocked. Bitch. Hmm. Well, like I said, when the DNA test comes out, we'll know. I just have a I have a feeling that this is a lie. But, oh, God. <laughs> what does that do for Drake's brand? A Probably baby, nothing. Not, not a motherfucking thing. <laughs> I'm not saying the baby. I'm saying the fact that you... Shot up that club. And we're just like, how do you get caught slipping like that? You're Drake. <laughs> pussy is pussy. But you're Drake. But it's pussy. 
It's calling him. She's not even cute. So you just nutted in. Wow. So just no condom or nothing, my nigga. Just, yeah, okay. I don't want to believe it because I think I'll be a little bit heartbroken. So Maybe he's on prep and somebody told him. Okay. No. Good night. Next story. (laughs) Nobody told him prep would also, like, cause him to shoot blanks. That didn't happen. (laughs) Um, So I just want to talk about very fast. Um... Some things that Ja Rule has been doing. Um, so. <laughs> I was like, is it going to be Ja Rule or what's that dumbass nigga's name? Joe Budden. <laughs> I didn't know which, which way you were going to go with that. So Ja Rule and I guess a friend of his named Billy McFarland had a bright idea to put together a music festival called the Fire Festival. And there were all of these ads and pretty promos and things like that. Advertising this festival as, you know, basically the end-all, be-all of music showcases. It was supposed to take place in uh, the Bahamas, mm-hmm. on a fancy island with very crisp water. The Bahamas has just pristine water. Like, the ocean out there is just... My God. That's what I could tell from the promo video. You could be up to your eyelids and look down and see your feet. It's just so clear. Um, anyway, I want to go. It's When white people aren't there being white and awful. Oh, good luck. I need to find somebody who's like from there who can take me to where the white people aren't. I used to live there. What? Yeah. Nigga, you never told me. I mean, I was you... a baby, but. What? Yeah. The fucking Bahamas? Yeah. Wow. So Hurricane America must Andrew be... came and oh, fucked Miami damn. And my mom and my younger brother, who was a baby at the time, and my dad went to New York. My maternal grandmother was living here at the time, and I guess they stayed with her. And I went with my dad's mom to the Bahamas. Wow. And I lived there for like maybe half a year, close oh, to Oh, okay. So not long enough to be like, don't let me go back to America. I want to stay. You know. Oh, okay. Long. But I remember it. It yeah. was interesting. It was Gorgeous. Anyway, yes, it's still gorgeous. Right. That's besides the point. Okay, so they had this festival. There were, you know, pretty videos with, like, all of the top Victoria's Secret models and the Hadids and maybe some Jenners. And I don't know if it was Jordan Jordan Dunn or what's the other one? There's a black girl in this video? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Like, I think she was the only one. I can't remember which one. One of the other Yonce girls? Yeah. Uh, There's Jordan Dunn. Yeah. And the other one's That's the one who was there with Future. Uh I think it was Jordan Dunn that was there. Okay. But I can't tell you that I know their names right. Anyway, so basically, the idea was that you pay anywhere between like a thousand to. On one website, I read that the highest ticket was 125000 And on another website, I read it was two fifty. So, either way, six figures. A quarter million dollars. That's what $250,000 is. I just want to make sure people understand that. And um, in return, you would be getting a lovely concert or a bunch of concerts featuring the likes of Major Lazer and... Ja Rule, I guess, and some other people. I think Disclosure was supposed to be there. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Models and bottles and cabanas and snorkeling. A luxury festival. A luxury, that is what? Yes. They were advertising this (laughs) as. It would have to be for you to be charging a quarter million dollars. Get your black ass. 
For a quarter million, you could just go on a really, really nice vacation. Can you just buy your fucking self one more time? <laughs> Why would you spend two hundred thousand dollars to go be with other people? What? Do you know all of the places that you could go to in the world that are no shade, that are super like right that you could get a lot more out of right. than going to the Bahamas because the Bahamas is right there. Maybe it's because I've been to the Bahamas so many times in my life. I mean, but even if you just want to go to the Bahamas and ball out on a vacation, like you could do so much more with your money <laughs> if you would have just gone to Why the Bahamas. Go to a I don't even think a ticket to the Bahamas is that expensive. <laughs> it's not. You could probably stay in one of the nicest hotels, if not the nicest one, or rent out some palace in the Bahamas. If I had 250, bitch. To blow on vacation. I'm laying on my back on the beaches of Croatia or motherfucking, I don't know, I'm going someplace in Thailand. Okay, I'm going to Capri in Italy, bitch, where they have that blue grotto and all that. Every. And I'm eating carbs and drinking wine and enjoying myself. A quarter million? You had that to waste, first of all. I probably have two badass local niggas come and do a dance for me in the hotel room and still have change. Like, what? You spent all that money to go be, to go rent and live in a cabana? What? And Ja Rule being the one asking you for your money should have been the first red flag. I actually love it. But anyway, so people got there. As you may know now, if you heard about the story, there wasn't shit there but gravel. Niggas throwing everybody's luggage off the back of a truck. <laughs> and the gourmet food. Yes, was two slices of Wonder Bread, maybe. <laughs> Mixed greens. And some American cheese. I don't even American know if they got cheese. a tomato. Like, some, some pretzels. That's it. And a couple of little tents that were halfway put up. And from there, it was pretty much just dismay. And yeah. Um... I heard they're saying now that they're going to shoot for doing the festival next year or something right. like that. But the issue here that they're, I have to read uh, the statement from their website. Because it says, Billy McFarlane and Ja Rule started a partnership over a, mu- uh, over a mutual interest in technology, the ocean, and rap music. And scamming. <laughs> rap music. First of all, there's no rappers at the festival, though. This is not a tech ocean or rap festival. This ain't no like trap marine biology fest, bitch. The only thing that the the only thing about this festival that would have had technology, ocean, and rap music involved would have been niggas taking selfies on the beach while a rapper performed. It was not a technology ocean. And like, what? This whole statement was just bullshit. Like, if you actually read it, you could tell it was full of shit. And somebody who I want to say writes for maybe New York Mad. Told all of their business. Oh, the girl who didn't sign the NDA? Yes. I loved that. Oh my God, that story was delicious. It was. So basically, she told all their business about how she was out there like a month and a half before the festival was to start, and it was just dirt. Right. And questions. Like, everybody was just like, okay, well, what do we do now? And they're looking at the the people who were supposed to answer the questions, and them motherfuckers looking back like, like, well... Uh, we don't know. That's why we hired you. I don't know either. Like, I thought that you had the answer to that. So they had to figure out how to make a festival from scratch. Right. In a like week and a half. two months out, right. It was wild. All the acts are asking for their money. The motherfuckers putting it together are basically saying, well, we don't know yet, or tell the, like, basically stall. Right. Um, I loved how she pointed out that Ja Rule got there eventually, but they basically only knew he was there because he was taking pictures on a yacht somewhere the whole right. time. And that was essentially his whole 
Right. That was his setup. That his, was his attendance. Right. That was that was pretty much it. Him being out on the yacht. Right. So, in the end, all of the acts pretty much backed out because they didn't get their money. Nobody's coming if they don't have their money. They weren't planning on paying these people the money. And right. in fact, the girl herself said that she was supposed to be making two-thirds of what they initially promised her. Yeah, they they fired a bunch of people and then told her that she could keep her job, but that they were going to reduce her pay. And she was like... No. This festival's already not going to happen, so I'm just going to go I'm home. just going to leave. <laughs> Thanks for the, like, you know, drink cards, because drink tickets. how are you hiring me two months out and you don't even have the talent secured or you don't, the location, there's nothing set up. Do you have plywood? For these cabanas. Like, if you have in luxury housing, it should be ready. Like, where where is everything? And the officials in the Bahamas told them, "Listen, it's a lot of shit going on that around that time because they were they wanted to, I think, book luxury hotel rooms. I think for everybody instead because they yeah. weren't going to have the housing situation. They were like, we're actually totally booked up. Y'all should move this to something else. And the white people were like, Do you uh, know that this is a destin a like, destination getaway every day? <laughs> they're like, can't you just move your your special cultural tradition? No, no girl, we actually cannot." No. You whites need to come back at another time. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Yeah, if you haven't read that, I think it's called The Fire Festival Was Doomed from the Beginning <laughs> yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. You have to Google that and read it because the best part is the end. Yes, like the very, very last thing she wrote was like, oh, baby, they forgot to make me sign an NDA. <laughs> I laughed for probably 15 straight minutes. Me too, because anybody who has you working on anything will have you sign an NDA before you do any work. Like, before she got there, she should have signed the fucking thing. Right, You motherfuckers wanted to have the best music festival of all time. Mm -mm. In a, on an island. Right. A destination festival. Mm Mm-hmm. And weeks before, we're just kind of like, I don't know, figure it out. You know, we've got everybody's money and we're just going to sit and have shrimp cocktail on this fucking yacht and we just know (laughs) that it's going to work out. It's not. White people always think, oh, it'll just work out. That's what she was saying. Like, they would bring up real problems with the organizers. And they'd be like, oh, we'll just wing it. Oh, yeah, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> like, I, it is not oh, totally God, fine, you I should have pulled up the fucking article because she said something like, it's so one good. of them said something along the lines of, let's just do it and be fucking rock stars. Yes. Bro. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> White people never think bad things will really happen. <laughs> totally a Judd Apatow film. But the best part is that they separated so many rich white people from their money. That that gave me a lot of joy. And now Mark Garagos or whatever, I'm pretty sure this is Chris Brown's attorney. Oh, Lord. Um, that man stays busy. Apparently, he just filed a $100 million <laughs> class action lawsuit for all of those little rich white kids that knew they were going to see Kendall Jenner <laughs> and only got... a wish singers. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another thing. They had... They hired... What did they give Kendall? Two hundred and fifty thousand to promote that on Instagram, something like that. They I hired, think it was Bella Hadid that they gave that money to. Oh uh, well, they gave whoever. I think it was multiples, yes, but one none of, of them tagged any of those posts as an advertisement or anything like that. And I was reading something that said Kendall Jenner might get in trouble for That's blatantly basic. being paid for something and not tag. Just That's it's literally hashtag basic. ad. You have to do that on every sponsored post, and yet people just don't. One oh one. Like it's basic shit. Everybody who sells social media space knows that. How are you a Chris Jenner child and don't know that? Where That's what I'm saying. I think it's time to fire your mama because how does she have you fucking up taking L's like this back to back? It just don't make no sense. Like, 
You were much better off when you were the tall, pretty, quiet okay, one. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. I don't even know if there was a gender in this thing. Again, I think... No, I'm telling you. No, the no. Ky- not Kylie. Kendall was hired to for an Instagram post for this thing. And I think it was either 25000 or 250000 But she didn't tag it with ad. And of course, she's oh, deleted yeah. it now. Yeah, You're it was right. her and the G, G, G... Whoever. I think it was the one that dated the weekend. <sighs> Kendall Jenner was hi- hailed as a fire festival partner. <laughs> According to leaked document, whatever. So, Joe, Joe, Jaw Rule, uh, Billy McFarland, and the Fire Festival are all named in this lawsuit, and now they've got to deal with that. Of course, Fifty Cent had a great time laughing his ass off about it, <laughs> and I did <laughs> as well. Like this was so great just to see all of these people out there who, no doubt, thought that they were going to have, you know, be living an episode of The Hills or something right. like that, and just had to be. <laughs> I don't feel bad for you because you spent thousands of dollars to go to the whole point of this festival. It wasn't even like people that you'd never see at any other festival. It was come be rich with us. In fact, these are people who like travel from festival to festival. Right. Major like, Laser stays at You can festival. see Major Laser at every fucking festival. <laughs> stays at a festival. <laughs> like anybody in that lineup, it's like you could have gone to anywhere else and seeing these people you just wanted to go to the whites only luxury fest yes. <laughs> that's what it was and gotten so much more for him y'all wanted to go to the one percent fest and I this is what it. you right so the pictures the live streams all of it from the bahamas i was cracking up like yeah. yes take them kids money <laughs> somebody said they thought it was going to be the hills and it ended up being the hunger game oh <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. Poor you guys. Did you have to pull out your Amex too many times that weekend so you could get home? Oh. Mm -hmm. Did you have to call daddy? It's like seaside camping. I'm sure it was a blast. You can say you were there. They'll they'll write a they'll put it in their memoirs and sell it. They'll be fine. Oh yeah, I was at I was at Firefest. One. <laughs> They'll all come together and put out a book of like essays from Firefest. It'll be Ja Rule's picture on the front cover and it's like <laughs> lightning through the middle of his face or something. Oh, anyway, well. so that's it for Six Head World this week. Let us move on into some new shit. All right. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. 
So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts okay well we are back and it is now time for our listener letters it sure is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com and we have two updates this week the first one is from the girl who was in love with her boyfriend's dad Hmm. That was, remember that? Um, Yes. So she said, I have an update on my boyfriend's sugar daddy situation. First of all, I feel so horrible about all this. I knew it was bad, but hearing y'all talk about it made me feel so disgusting and ashamed. Oh, I kind of feel bad that she felt ashamed, but I mean, it was also awful at the same time. You know, shame's a good thing. But you have to, you have to understand. I did not simply sleep with my boyfriend's dad. I slept with my ex who just so happens to be my boyfriend's father. It's very complicated. I promise you it sounds worse than it actually is. Please consider our backstory. I never knew he had a family. So, but the update is she never went to the dinner. Remember, the dad was like, let's have dinner. Yes. Yes. I broke up with my boyfriend the same day I heard y'all respond because I felt that bad. I also told his dad that I broke up with him and to just give me time to process. He turned out to be very understanding. I basically just told my boyfriend it's over and cut him off. He tried calling and texting and even came to my house, but I ignored him. I finally told him that I cheated on him with an ex and he should leave me alone. He was very upset, but he did leave me alone. In the meantime, I'm exploring things with my sugar dad slash his father yes he is still cheating on his wife and i hate it oh my god <laughs> his wife is an I amazing like, right, person great. this is a great ending <laughs> but we just can't deny how intense our connection is i would never do something like this if it weren't for these real soulful feelings i'm not the 22 year old sugar baby he once knew i'm a 25 year old woman now a 25 year old and he's really a man woman. i can see myself with beyond the material <laughs> things so no he's no longer just a sugar daddy we're seeing where the relationship takes us. We aren't telling anyone, at least until we're really serious and he decides to get a divorce or separate. I also want to wait for my now ex-boyfriend to heal and move on. Thank you for encouraging me to be a grown-ass woman and end things with my boyfriend. And you felt like helping him heal and move on would be to continue fucking his dad. He doesn't deserve to be in this mess. And despite the alternative morality of the situation, alternative morality. I love it. <laughs> I deserve to follow my heart. Better alternative stock is all the way up. <laughs> oh, girl. You know what? I'm going to just say this. Don't get pregnant. Don't Please. get pregnant. Just don't get pregnant. This is, there's like a a 0.002% chance that this situation does not blow up in your face. Why did you even write an update? Because I've, you know, first of all, I don't feel like you suck and you should, you know, be stoned or you're a horrible person that should live in a closet. Like, it's not that deep. Right. I just don't. <laughs> just, this is so bad. You know, so. it's just kind of trifling. So, 
you know, you, there's no need for you to be like, oh, I'm so ashamed and I did such and such and I broke up with him or whatever. Right. But then like, but, you know, I'm still fucking still with his Still fucking daddy, with his dad so. and just waiting for the day that he's going to be over it and he'll be cool seeing his ex-girlfriend fucking his father. That day is not going to come, sweetheart. I doubt it. I really don't it's think not it's going to be cool going with that. to happen. Ever. Oh, God. And not to mention his mama. His mama's going to slap the shit out of you. His mama's going to beat your ass, actually. And if I were him, I would sit back with a Hershey's and a smile and watch it happen. Do what you want. Yeah. You know, I'm not in the business Don't get of pregnant. Do not get pregnant. the girls. Don't get pregnant. Plan B, condoms, regular birth control pills, abortion, whatever you have to do. Please do not have this man's baby. Uh, we have another update from I Fucked Up. You remember her from a couple weeks ago. She, <laughs> She's the one who I said her boyfriend had sex with the gay best friend. she is. <laughs> so this, I have not read this. I'm just not looking at this. Great. It says, Hi, Chris Lincoln Fury. Following your responses to my question, I decided to talk to my boyfriend about how I felt. But it ended up with him convincing me to let him do it one more time. Oh my God! However, this time he suggested that I join in to ease my concerns. I went back to my best friend to ask if he would do it one last time, but with me joining in, he immediately said no and started to question why I keep involving him in my sex life. You know, your friend... Your friend asks the good questions. Now, your friend also fucked your man, like, right. agreed to. So right. I'm not giving him too much leeway or room. <laughs> but that is a solid question. I explained to him that he's a person I trust and I wouldn't be comfortable doing this with a stranger. You shouldn't be comfortable doing it, period. He still thought it was all weird, but he told me that he would do it if I paid his cable bill for the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> and under the condition that the two of us don't do anything with each other. <laughs> we picked a day and my best friend walked me through the steps of getting prepared. You were definitely right about the woes of a bottom. Oh, so he wanted to do both butts. Oh, my God. We had the threesome and it was an interesting experience. Anal wasn't as bad as I thought it would be and I'm open to doing it again. You wasted everybody's goddamn time <laughs> when you could have just took it out the butt the first and oh, my God, madam, madam, madam. <laughs> Well, following the threesome, I asked my boyfriend to do it again, and he told me no. Jesus. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm finished. I don't even want to. Like, I'm leaving. Because when I asked him why, he said that he isn't sexually or romantically attracted to men and that he only had sex with Desmond because I didn't want to have <laughs> anal sex and because to him, ass is ass. But since I'm open to it now, he doesn't see the need to keep having sex with my best friend. In fact, he said he's uncomfortable that I am so close with someone that we both had sex with, and he no longer wants me to see my best friend because that means he will have to see him too i feel bad because i got us all into this situation and you now i'm stuck between choosing my best sure friend since second grade or my man did. who i want to spend the rest of my life with what should i do oh you asking us again this oh isn't an girl update. this is a listener letter no. <laughs> this is a sequel sincerely i fucked up again sis break up with him we told you the first time to leave this nigga and you not only stayed with the nigga but you're like huh let's try it again oh my and then and then oh, no, after please. your friend told you no please I don't want to do it anymore I'm finished I'm done I don't want any more dick for your men I'm fine you said no let's do it one more time and in fact to ease it for everybody we're going to have him ease on down my road, too. And then you go in and find out <laughs> that you kind of like it. So you could have got fucked in the butt the first time. Right. And everybody would have been fine. <laughs> my 
God. Had you just tried it out from the beginning? It's wild to me that after you see him fucking somebody else, now you're open to trying it. Like, why couldn't you have had that revelation before? Oh, break up with this man. Break up with this man. God. I definitely thought the boyfriend was like, I have to leave you because I want to be with niggas now. But that's not it at all. I really didn't. You know, and for whatever reason, I honestly believed when he was saying, like, I just want to do it. <laughs> like, I want to try I it. Like, if this help. is what it takes and whatever. Like, at least you'll be there. And what? it was kind of like a backwards, uh, what do they call that shit? Cuckolds? Oh. Mm. Is that porn nah, shit? I think that is it. There's like a Where thing. there's a black man fucking your wife or something. I don't know if he has to be black. It's usually black. Oh. I guess that's what the market asks for. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know why y'all want to see some some big black nigga with a drunk. massive penis all in your wife. And your wife is over here moaning like she never does it. You. <laughs> like, I feel like it would hurt your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But again... Yeah, I'm not here to question anybody's sexual right, appetites. Right, right, right. However, you could have just tried it. <laughs> and you would have avoided all of this. But way worse than that. You were already in a pickle. <laughs> in a jar of pickles. Lord. <laughs> and you decided... Oh, God. The best way to make the situation better... <laughs> we don't deserve... ...would be to do it again. With your friend. Oh, I am not having sex. I'm not going in a threesome with my friend, man. Hell no. That nigga was like, why do y'all keep asking me? <laughs> but then you did it. But no, exactly. I mean, you did it the first time. It's like y'all y'all are disgusted by the question, but then y'all, <laughs> y'all be like, oh, this is so awful. It's almost what like... What time do I come over? It's almost like really rock star of you if you have that kind of relationship with a friend to be like, you know what? Sure. Like, that's very Samantha of Sex in the City, although I don't watch it, so I'm probably wrong. Yeah. But it's like, it seems like something that's like, yeah, sure, whatever, I'll do oh, Lord. such and such. It'll be like... uh like the Real Housewives of Atlanta, but it actually happened. And, you know, then we'll never talk of it again. <laughs> but then you were like, oh, yeah, sure, I guess I'll do it one more time. Oh, I don't, I'm Lord. confused from every angle. In fact, I'm confused from this nigga, too. Because he's talking about, oh, I'm right. not gay or whatever, which, again, I understand that and I believe him. But now you uncomfortable. Right. <laughs> because and you don't want her to be friends with this nigga no more because you fucked him twice. <laughs> And now it's awkward for and you. And now it's awkward for you. <laughs> after you already, after you asked her, oh, after God. the first time you asked her if you could do it again. And she said no. And finally did it again with her. And now it's awkward for you and whatever want to see this nigga again. Everybody involved should really just keep their genitals to themselves. Yeah. For maybe like a month. Mm. Just let them cool off. Talk to them. Talk to your 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 undercarriages. And just, fi- you know, figure out how you got into the situation that you are in. And how to prevent that from ever happening again. But I... I mean, if you and your friends can have a stable relationship here on out, I would choose him. <laughs> yeah, me too. But you just need to break up with him because th- you have led this relationship he in such a, a weird direction. <laughs> he needs like a few weeks. This is just so much. Or more with his thoughts. Huh, okay. I well. can't believe she did it. And then was like, you know what? It wasn't half bad. Oh my God. Hmm. <sighs> okay, so do you have advice for someone whose man lasts too long in bed? 
That's one of these questions. Everybody has the weird problems. Like, this is why, you know, I, I guess being a recluse and just being at home. Yeah. I'm just. So this letter is from Pulverized Pussy. That's what she asked us to call her. Wow. She said, I'm a. Oh, I'm well, a... that was it for today's listener letters. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You can send one to. Literally all we did was two updates. We haven't even done a question yet. That one was a question before this. So, but it didn't really get letter out. two. It, it really did to me. <laughs> all right, I am a female who has an amazing sex life with my boyfriend of a year. I can't fathom having sex with anyone else. One thing that bothers me though is that he lasts way too long in bed. I know many people yearn for a man who has high endurance in the sack. However, it's become a nuisance. As usual, he tells me I have great poons. And his sweat <laughs> droplets. Oh, God. Next. Oh. However, I can't help <laughs> to think I could. What? I can't help but to think I might be contributing to this longevity. I have an extremely high sex drive and have introduced him to bring his out. And I have introduced him to bring his out. Okay. See, so I told you Along ahead with, of time that we right. could just move on. Yeah, you're right. Okay. So I'm sorry, Paul Rice, but see, I can't. If your man has a, what was the general? So question the the, was? the problem is that her man fucks for too long and her pussy can't take it. <laughs> so what do you do? Mm, what do you do? I mean, I don't think I have a mature way of of handling this because I would be like, can you hurry up and nut? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of people do that. Honestly, like if I'm done, you should be finishing up. Um, I don't want you to keep going. If you like are physically incapable of going on any further, then yeah, I'll just be like, you know what? I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> like, this used to be fun, and it just isn't. Like three hours ago. <laughs> But I'm just I'm 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 finished. Like I mean I'm impressed. You know your penis is nice and all that. <laughs> no complaints or anything. It's just that you can't. I need you to wrap it up because like are you trying to prove a point or is this really just taking long? Like is this just because some niggas like to hold out so they can be like you know rounds oh, or, or whatever wow. I don't know. But so I guess she said it's yeah it's it could last for thirty to forty five minutes on average, excluding foreplay. I thought it was like girl, that's it. I thought 30 minutes was normal. Bitch, I thought he was fucking your ass too. Like, fucking, the sun came up. Wow. I realize I don't get into my usual mood for sex like before because I treat our love making like homework and I know I have a long session ahead of me. Also, you just don't like it. I mean, well, you like it, but you like it seems like you find it like tiresome or like like a daunting task. I want to be like normal couples and have three rounds of sex, but unfortunately we can only fit in one. What? I think... I. I wouldn't be worried about what you think other people are doing sexually or what you think a normal couple is. Like, if y'all are fucking for 30 to 45 minutes, that sounds like yeah, average to has me. the same sex, first of all. Right. And, but yeah, 30 to 45 minutes of penetration doesn't sound... <laughs> sounds ideal, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're... Because she's asked us, you know, am I doing something wrong? Like... <laughs> No, girl. I think maybe you are just used to fucking people who last for five minutes. Yeah. (laughs) And you done found somebody who's like, nah, bitch, this dick can last. I thought that this nigga was fucking her for like five minutes. I did too. And then I scanned it a little bit more like, oh no, she's talking about. (laughs) You need to wrap it up because scandal is coming on in eight minutes and I'm trying to focus. I mean, if his dick is the size of this couch, then I get it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's just too big and you're like doing the best you can. Right. Maybe yes, thirty forty five minutes may feel like days, but right. 
I mean, if you can handle it for the most part within like the first 10 minutes, I guess. Mm-hmm. I just thought that doesn't seem that long to me. I mean, maybe take breaks, like maybe get him to like go for as long as you can take it. Take then, you know, detach. And um, I mean, if you're not enjoying it, then you should say something. Yeah, period. Right, period. Regardless of whether you think y'all sex is lasting for too long or y'all should be fitting in more rounds or whatever else. If it's the point where you just like, oh, God, I'm just letting this dick in me so that he won't be arguing with me about it. Yeah. Then you should say something or maybe it's a an issue of chemistry or I don't really know, but that's, this is the sort of thing that's not going to get fixed without y'all having an open and real conversation about it outside of the bedroom. Not when somebody is initiating sex, but just like, yes, as something to talk about. You want to have the conversation. (laughs) Like, Oh, I've been meaning to tell you, I don't really enjoy fucking you. (laughs) That's not the time to do it. When y'all are like, Asparagus or artichokes for dinner. That's when you like. Yeah. Also, I thought by I the would, way, like, I would just mention that if we could just cut it down, maybe twenty minutes tonight. Or you know, ask him: Is there something that he really likes that makes him come like super fast Besides or whatever? Penetration. Right. So then, after you get yours and he knows you're satisfied, that you can turn around and do whatever tricks he likes that gets him yeah. off, and then both of y'all can wrap it up and lay there and be happy. I don't know. I feel like there's a That's middle ground saying. somewhere here. Yeah. Maybe you need to like actually take breaks periodically through it when you're like, okay, I've had enough penetration and try and switch to something else that will still keep him stimulated. Right, or vibrators. There's all kind of toys y'all could be using. Figure it out. All kind of sex furniture. It's so. 2017. Yeah, like, girl. There's a way to make everybody's sex life much better. You yeah. just got to figure out what it is. But talk to him. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> where you should start. All right. I think we have to wrap it up. Kifiri is going through a lot over here. So ask the read at gmail.com with your questions. She fucked I know. I know, friend. I know. AskTheRita at gmail.com. We'll be back. Hey, guys. May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. <laughs> but... If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, we are back. I'm still thinking about that letter, but... (laughs) Oh, this is the read portion. Trying to give you a moment to recover emotionally. Also, I feel like the edible might be... Working its way out. Oh my gosh. So our producer just dropped off this bag of truly delicious edibles. Like 
you know how most edibles are nasty, but these are like yeah. fruity and delicious. You fight your way through it because it's about something bigger. So, you yourself. know, we're totally unprofessional. We opened them right now. <laughs> so I just started eating them. And now I feel a little disorganized. So I'm going to try and get through this as quickly as I can before I, you know. Before you lose it. Go all the way downhill. And that's fine. Um, Okay, so. hmm, I don't know what. All right. So I just have a couple of things. I don't know what your read is. But. You know, I don't have much to say. I just want to remind y'all of some shit. Is it related to police? No, it is not. Because between Alton and Sterling and this 15-year-old baby Jordan and Jordan Edwards between, and them not pressing any charges on Alton Sterling's killers and, and that fucking, remember that asshole in South Carolina who got caught on tape planting the gun? Yeah. He just went on ahead and pled guilty, thankfully. But I mean, everything else to do with the police in this country <clears throat> is just depressing and sad as fuck. So. I just wanted to say really quickly about Jordan Edwards. Um, I had two feelings about this. First of all, as we've said before, I don't plan on coming on here and doing the whole old typical hoopla. Because I feel like at this point, the redundant conversations are, like, insulting to yeah, ourselves. It's the same thing that we would say every single time. Right. But I do want to say again that um, a bigger issue with police officers and their violence are bigger—I mm, don't know if I should say bigger than the issue, maybe— of police officers killing black people is the overall attitude that cops have, mm-hmm. that they are above the law, that they can do whatever they want to, right. they can treat people however they want to. I don't believe nothing about no shots ringing out of nobody's house party. I believe that some people called, some, more than likely some Caucasian people, mm-hmm. called the cops because the teens or whoever were at this party getting a little too lit. The cops came and saw some black kids get in a car and have the nerve to drive off and decided to pop a, a bullet in there. Probably didn't even plan on killing this kid. But just the fact that you feel like you are a cop, you can do whatever you want to. I have a gun. I am allowed to have a gun. I will shoot it at whoever the fuck I want. And if I kill somebody, they'll, they'll you know, they'll cover for me. In this instance, they didn't really cover for him. But right. I have no doubt that he will still live a very comfortable life and he'll be just fine. And, you know, the this family just lost their kid. These students lost their, you know, teammate. Right fellow students and all this type of stuff. So I just, again, the relationship that cops have with Black people is an important conversation, but I also just want to remind people that cops in general are just treated like there's this hierarchy right in america and cops are just kind of over everybody else that ain't got a badge <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. they are like the knights for the racists that sit up at the top so go out cap these negroes and we'll you know take care of it it just sucks now that these body cameras they really do little to nothing but these body cameras are out here now and so it's like ooh. Depending on the county and that camera, you might get pressed into having to tell the truth or whatever. And I heard the family's attorney is the one who told the police chief, like, okay, well, we appreciate you coming over here and saying what you saw, whatever, now go tell them that. And he actually did. So it wasn't like the kindness of this man's heart that he was like, I just want you to know that this is not the values or whatever. He got a request from the family and their attorney to go out there and tell them the fuck is the truth. And he did it, thankfully. But whatever. Um, So that was one part of it. And the other part I wanted to say is that it's just been kind of irking me some of the things that they've been saying about him not just the whole you know typical well he wasn't a good kid or he was a good kid or blah 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 blah. like when when young people die 
tragic or not. I think usually when the news covers them, they'll talk about whether or not they were a good student. Mm-hmm. Um, hobbies. <laughs> yeah, typical hobbies, whether they played sports and things like that. But with him, it's like he had two parents at home and, you know, he got really good grades and, you know, like he had friends that were white and they liked him. And, you know, it's it's almost like they're trying to point out things about him that aren't typical of the black a black young person or a black household and trying to say, well, he had all of these things going for him, so he didn't deserve to die. This is one of the ones y'all shouldn't have shot. Right. Like, if he didn't have his dad at home, if he wore, you know, a wife beater with his ass, with his ass mm-hmm. hanging out or whatever, and he had gold teeth or yeah. he had a 2.0 or his teacher didn't like him, then it would have been okay for him to be shot even if he didn't do nothing to nobody. Yeah. So exactly, I just wanted to say those two things. That's I mean, I that's real it. because that's how people act. It's like you really have to be the perfect model minority in order for there to be any sort of outrage over your death. When in reality, if you were just chilling and the police fucking killed you, then that was wrong, regardless of how you're dressed or your education or how good you were doing in school or whether you have parents or anything else. Like, if it's unjust, then it's just unjust. Right, exactly. And I hate that black people have to be this thing. Like, we have to be perfect or great or exceptional in some way. We have to be, like, worthy. And then some other white person has to say, oh, this was fucked up, in order for people to really give a shit. Exactly. And the white kid can literally do whatever they want in their free time whatever they want to at school and coke mess talk about building bombs whatever the fuck (laughs) and if they get killed it's still tragic it still does suck and it's justice should be served regardless right but when the news covers those stories those white kids are almost always praised they always do great in school even if they didn't they always have you know a great family life even if they don't they're always made to look like little angels mm-hmm. and with us we have to be questioned right where in like the fact of the matter Thoroughly. is regardless of whether they were a perfect child with straight A's or they were giving their parents hell or their one parent hell right. cops can't just go around killing people that should be that's the, just the end that should be it but for some reason it doesn't work out like that for America, us America America whatever so, <sighs> anyway that's just something I wanted to say but my read um Lil Yachty was on uh, this show on Complex, I heard Complex.com, called Everyday Struggle, aptly named. Um, I guess Joe Budden is like, I don't know if he's a part of the show or if he's just like a guest co-host. I don't know. Um, But he was on there recently. I guess he's had some not-so-nice things to say about Lil Yachty. I think he called him a troll or something like that. I mean... Lil Yachty was on the show and throughout the episode or the interview, there was just this weird energy between him and Joe Budden. Mostly, the weird energy was mostly coming from Joe Budden. So it's like Lil Yachty looked high and thrilled. (laughs) Now, I don't enjoy Lil Yachty's music and I don't think I know the name of any of his songs except for one called Peekaboo. And the only reason I know that is because I was strolling YouTube looking at random videos and it happened to be on the front page. I watched it. I don't like it. But, you know, that's me. I think that he's a part of this... I think they call it mumble rap. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Whatever. But that's... I don't... 
I don't know Lil, Lil Yachty neither, so. I'm not a fan. I couldn't name one of his either. songs to save Beyonce's life. Um, I don't see it for Lil Uzi Vert either. Um, and the only reason I think I like 21 Savage so much is because Metro Boomin produces most of his stuff. Like, he's got really great production. That's guys. what I did. But either way, what I do like about Lil Yachty is that he does conduct his business well. I mean, the nigga was at the Met Gala looking like Colonel Sanders and taking pictures with Rihanna like it was nothing. And right. I don't know none of his music or why he would be at the Met Gala, but clearly he was allowed to be. They let all the rappers in that night. It was like if he was a black man at the Met Gala, you had to be a rapper. No, oh, yeah. I'm hard pressed to think of anything. But I feel like most of the rappers I saw at the Met Gala this year were there before, except I don't know if Migos has been there before, but mm. I wasn't surprised that Migos was there. Migos Me has either. had a big year with white people. Yeah, they have. Lil Yachty, to me, I didn't understand him being there, but he's got to deal with Sprite. I hate that song, too. He's oh, got to yeah, deal that's with really Target. Bad. Apparently, he's a creative director for Nautica, which I didn't know that Nautica still made clothes, but... <sighs> You know, maybe they'll be popping now that, you know, they've got the young people. Maybe because, he was there with one of the Kardashians. One of them little ones. Who knows? This day and age, they'll just take whichever one they can find. <laughs> oh, a black rapper? Come over. Come over here, you guys. Um, Another thing I do like about him is his album cover. I just liked the fact that he was like, fuck it. And he put all of these, he calls them outcasts on the cover, including two guys kissing. The album, I think, is called Teenage Emotions. I have no plans on buying it, but I'm sure it'll do fine because he seems to be doing fine. And um, when asked about the cover and what it meant, Joe Budden was basically, like, calling him his reasoning or his explanation for it bullshit. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you know, this is outcast, and I feel like I'm an outcast of hip-hop, too, and, <laughs> you know, and I've got all of these different people that represent all walks of life and blah, 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 blah. Um, I guess he didn't agree that Lil Yachty was an outcast in hip-hop. Another point, they started arguing about him simply saying that he's happy all of the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's the clip I saw. He said that, you know, he wakes up happy every day, essentially. And this is when Joe Budden, who's like fully bright red, is like hollering at him. He's giving industry answers and he's media trained and it's bullshit because feelings are... What did he say? Uh, I have to have like the... Because nobody is happy 24-7 and you can't sit up here right now and tell me that you in this music industry, in this music industry, are happy 24-7. You're lying. Like... I didn't say that. I just said I'm happy, my nigga. Like, what? I didn't say every single moment of my life is filled with the purest joy. He said, I am happy every day because life is moving in a very positive a very positive way. You know how miserable you got to be to have a problem with that? Right. And so he's arguing with this kid about this. Mind you, again, Lil Yachty is 19. 19. I think Joe Budden has got to be like 34, 35. Right. Maybe older than that. Right. Um, And so you're a- arguing with this kid because he says he's happy every day. And you're like, challenging him on that because of the way that emotions work naturally (laughs) like of course he is not happy every moment of every day he is saying in the grand scheme of things he's happy and when asked why he's breaking it down for you like going from having nothing not having no attention from any girls being broke as fuck to then having millions having every girl you want having deals and stuff like that like what excuse would he have to not be happy why would I not be happy that's bullshit like he's going (laughs) 
<laughs> off on this kid and arguing with him and making himself look absolutely crazy and erratic. <laughs> like, he's 19. I think that Joe Biden has a like, uh, legit issue with, you know, younger artists or any artists, really, that he feels like they aren't as successful as he is, but they're way more... No, they aren't as talented as he oh, is, okay. but they're way more successful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And well, I guess true. I get that. But for you to be sitting here, it, it almost felt like he was bullying this kid. And I don't like to just throw that word around because I feel like so many people do and then it gets mixed matched and you don't know what the fuck bullying actually is. Right. But you're sitting and you're yelling at somebody who very clearly is not trying to engage with you in that way. And you're putting him in a fight or flight situation where he's on camera and he very clearly don't have no issues or reasons to be yelling with you. But Joe Bunnen, Joe Bunnen has this thing that he has done ever since he's been on camera discussing things with people. I've noticed this. It's like he he's clearly intelligent to a degree. And so he feels like every opportunity he gets to trying to make somebody else look stupid he tries to do that yeah so it's like he challenges everybody on any little topic or discussion and then he'll cut you off and be like oh wait wait, wait. oh my god and do all of this crazy like <laughs> wild shit when all of this 19 year old little boy is saying is he got money now people are paying attention to him now mm-hmm. he's got an album that's either out or that's about to be out and he's happy with life and you are a grown ass man right. yelling at him about it and about the ins and outs of the music industry and how deals work and how a tour works is if he gives a fuck about any of that shit that boy don't care he's just hoping and praying that this will last as long as it can Mm -hmm. and he'll get as much money out of it as he can as most rappers today do and if you knew that you wouldn't have anything to argue with him about like Right. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck? I look at people like Lil Yachty, and like I said, I don't like his music. I don't understand it. I don't think that it is for me. In my opinion, that is a part of a wave that will come and go. Mm -hmm. When that one's gone, some other little weird-ass rat phase wave will come and will be right behind it. I probably won't subscribe to that shit either, although I do subscribe to lots of ghetto. I don't know what the fuck he's saying right now music. But... If it ain't for you, it ain't for you. Why are you sitting in this little boy's face and yelling at him and arguing with him? Because he didn't call your mama ugly. He didn't say you're a bitch. He didn't say he was going to fuck your girlfriend. He simply said that I am happy with my life and the things that I am doing. And you feel like because he's trash or he can't rap as good as you or whatever, that you're just going to yell and argue with him and try and challenge him and try and take any moment you can to make him look dumb. And Lil Yachty actually did a beautiful thing, which is that he didn't engage you at all. He just kind of sat there and let you look crazy. crazy. <laughs> and every time he would say something like, I know that this just makes me look like, you know, old and washed up and like I'm just bitter. And Yadi would be like, it does. It like does. You, you definitely look you like do. that right now. You're like an old man in the club. <laughs> he does this all the time. I don't know what it is. And I'm sure that if he were sitting in here right now, he would just be like, no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I just, no, you don't listen. Do you know what a word is? It starts with a W. <laughs> Definition means like this. Have you heard of an adjective? Okay, well, let me explain to you how an adjective worked. Lord. It started in such and such BC. Shut, like, leave. The fact of the matter is, you are frustrated, I think, with your your uh, existence in this plane of hip-hop right now. And you are tired of seeing less capable rappers come and pass you by. And it's, you know, whether you like him or not, he makes for good 
commentary mm-hmm. content or whatever because he gives you shit like this. So, you know, there's that. But it's just how many times are you going to make yourself look silly because you want to make, like, you are trying to make somebody else look dumb and in the process you're just making yourself look stupid. Because all I have to do is let you sit and yell at the wall. Right. He was like, Lil Yachty was like, you know, I went from scamming in the dorm room and now I got hoes and millions and life is good. And Button was like, no, nah, I don't believe you because I don't think that's really where your core values lie or something like that. And I'm like, and he's he was like, 19. that's my problem. Like, you think... You don't think a, a 19-year-old black boy... You don't think all he's worried about is money and girls? What? Of course it is. Is not out here focused on getting money <laughs> and getting girls and having jewelry and right. all that type of shit. Like, like, duh, of course this is what he's into. If you were successful in rap right now, that's what you would be doing, Ooh. is spending your money on fancy clothes and probably some jewelry and bitches. <laughs> like, Damn. Speaking of bitches, did you see what Sin Santana tweeted? To who? She was on Twitter because you know everybody been dragging Joe all day. She's always coming to his defense. Well, she was like, the word, y'all keep calling him irrelevant and the word you're looking for is insignificant. I'm like, that's kind of worse. <laughs> Why did you? Wow. <laughs> I, I thought she broke up with him when I saw that. I was like, oh, that's a read. Wow. <laughs> See, and then that's what you have. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Cindy Sanders is gorgeous, but girl, let him... Words, not your thing. <laughs> let him handle this on his own. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't need And put a smiley face and everything. Like, the word is insignificant, girls. Like, is it? That's that's kind of worse Maybe than just that's irrelevant. How they play. Maybe they they diss each other on the sly all the Maybe. time. Maybe that's just how they because that was it. That's not it helped nobody. That's not supportive or nice. In fact, I would say that that's worse. <laughs> I would too. Insignificant is like it doesn't matter if you're famous or not. Your existence on this earth is it nothing. Simply doesn't matter. You could die and it would mean nothing. Like <laughs> <laughs> goddamn. As opposed to just not being on Billboard. <laughs> Like, Jesus. I said, well, all right, ma'am. That's it. Y'all better create a storyline. This is what happens with him. Anytime there's a camera on Joe Budden, it's just like, mm, let me look for somebody Time that looks out. like they might be dumb and then I can embarrass them. And it's like you try to... He's not the only person who does this. This is the last people on TV, off TV, that do the exact same thing. Yeah. And they just feel like, ooh, you know, I feel smart. And so I'm going to try and find a way to embarrass you or, or you know, make you look stupid. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if... Yadi knew this or if he did it intentionally his whole demeanor which he said seems like he's just cool and is just all along along for the ride trying to take care of his business do the best he can and get this money and this yeah. pussy so <laughs> and I he had no that. reason to argue with you but that is exactly what you should do if those types of situations are okay girl all right. If you think Lil Yachty is trash that much, you shouldn't even have had anything to say during this right. movie. Because the same way I feel about his music and not liking it, I would have never asked Lil Yachty to come in here and talk about anything. Right. I, I would have care. never wanted to interview him because I don't have nothing to ask. Why did you do that to your hair? That's my only question. Like, why do you... you thought, I just... Mm. Mm, I just... Right. There's nothing for me to say to Lil Yachty. <laughs> and if I were him watching Joe Budden's relatively old, in comparison to he, him anyway, watching this old man, washed up rapper who had a hit when you were like six and has way less money than you do, hollering about the reasons you rap and your relevancy in the industry and all this is like, okay, I'm going to just let this nigga talk. Whatever. It's one of those moments I just feel like where you should take something... You should take a look at this anyway and say, hmm, 
I do this all the time. How did I fuck up? <laughs> Let me try something else. Yes. We talked about this just a few weeks ago. Logic. You know, like people expect this out of you because you do it all of the time and it always works against you. So I don't know why you don't just try something else. I guess that's it. I mean. Huh, I didn't think you were going to talk about it because I, I didn't think Joe Budden was your friend, but I thought you liked him or something. I don't, I don't know, know why you thought that. I've always recognized the fact that Joe Budden is a great rapper because he can rap. Yeah. I mean, yes. I would never take that away from him, but I don't, th- I think that you probably thought he was my friend because I don't despise him. Oh yeah. That was the it. way that you do. <laughs> like you've had like a, like a fiery, <laughs> fiery disdain yes for Joe Budden and I wish he would holler at me nigga please holler at me I want you to so yeah I just don't I don't have no problem with Joe Budden I think that Joe Budden's a talented rapper he just always gets himself in the moments remember where he had the whole thing where he got clowned over you know yelling and being fussing over Drake and Drake didn't pay him no mind oh yeah I do. And I remember saying, this argument is not going to go past Twitter. And I have not thought about it till just now. So I was right. It didn't go anywhere. And where is Drake? On a world tour. Possibly about to With baby mamas all over the place. (laughs) So I guess we all saw that coming. I don't really have a read this week. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. So I just want to talk really quickly about... I don't... I don't even really know how to frame this because it's not really a like a you don't know me situation. It's more of a mind your business situation. I mean, it's not even I'm not dragging or anything, but I'm going through a lot of stuff in my personal life. Um, Have been for the past few weeks and stuff, you know, coping, going to therapy, dealing with shit and all that. And so occasionally I will tweet things that are. Relevant to my life, but also stripped of enough personal information to where they apply to multiple people. I do this frequently. Yeah. And the other day I said something about, you know, wanting to see somebody, but knowing that that person is bad for you or you shouldn't do it. Like knowing that you should not be around this person, but you still feel the desire to see them. And most people commented with, you know, that sucks. Been there before. I know how that feels. Stay strong, sis. Hang in there. You know, this sort of thing. And then there's always somebody who pops up with like, oh, what you should do is make a banana pudding and pray over it and sacrifice it to the goddess of the moon. And then your heart Mm. will be repaired or whatever. And so somebody sent me some unsolicited advice and said something along the lines of like, you always going through these struggles and you should just do it and, you know, let your arm open up or some shit like that. And so... I was going to let it go because I get that sort of thing all the time. But I want to address it because, first of all, like, you don't know me. And I know you get me being loud and crazy on this show for two hours every week. And I love doing it. It's so fun. I love that we get to connect and engage with people who listen to this show. But you do not know me. Like, you know what you hear on this podcast or what you've seen on TV, Drunk History or whatever else. But I am a whole multi-dimensional person with a past present and future and family and relationships and friends and all sorts of things going on in my life that you don't know shit about and so giving me advice along the lines of oh well I know you just said that it's awful for you to see this person but you should just do it anyway because you constantly struggling is like you don't really know what I'm constantly doing because you don't know me but also don't give me advice on a situation if I didn't ask for it and that's not even just about me I feel like that just goes in in general and 
my real problem with unsolicited advice is that it's not about the person that you're trying to give the advice to. Thank it's you. about you. Mm-hmm. It's all about your ego. It's not about trying to genuinely support somebody. And this is it's such a massive difference between supporting someone and feeling like, if I were in your position, I would have better tools to equip this or I would handle it better than you are. And this is how I would do it. So this is what you need to do. That's fine for you. But what you're doing is projecting you and your life and your experiences and your beliefs onto me and my situation. And those are two totally different things because I'm not you. I don't know you either. Like you could walk right past me on the street and I would not know you from any one of the other nine million people in New York City. So don't project your own issues and the shit you got going on onto my life when you don't know who I am. And that goes for so many other people because why y'all out here talking about, you know, people are out here, oh, I'm I'm really going through it. I'm really depressed or, you know, I really want to call my ex and I shouldn't or whatever or whatever it is, whatever people could be going through. And y'all are just giving them this advice that 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 you came up with because you heard the scenario that person said and you connected it to something in your life. You connected to that ex that you let get away or you connected it to that friend that you stopped keeping up with and then y'all ended up drifting apart and not being so close anymore and you wish you would have done something different. You're taking the things I said and applying it to your life, which is great, but then what you do is turn around and regurgitate some bullshit that ain't got nothing to do with mine and insinuate that that's what we should be doing with our lives and as, as well. And and then when I reply to you and say, look, sis, <laughs> no disrespect intended because I know this came from a good place, but fuck is you doing? Like, this is actually awful advice. Then the issue is, oh, well, this is why I can't even tweet you or Kid Fury because y'all are so mean and can't nobody say nothing to y'all and y'all always doing this. And the girl put I hearts. I don't do anything to anybody. <laughs> well, I'm sorry you were included in this exchange, oh, but wow. then it turns into I can't even tweet you because y'all are so mean and, and this was clearly you know meant from a good place and and kind-hearted and there's sweet emojis all through it so there's nothing negative about it I really want y'all to understand that you could have the best intentions and still lead somebody straight to hell with them you can absolutely do that you can be coming from a wonderful solid healthy loving place with your advice and still have the fucking wrong advice for that person and what they're going through your intentions matter yes but your actual effect on that person is what's really important and if you would separate your ego from the situation and realize that then maybe you would say you know what you right my bad good luck to you sis you know keep your head up blessings to you or whatever else but instead what y'all want to do is double down and insist oh well this is a public forum so if you don't want people to tweet you then just don't tweet nothing or how you gonna be mad when I came at you in a nice way I'm not saying don't respond to me I'm not saying don't reply to me I'm not saying don't talk to me I'm saying don't take the things that I say in a general sense if I didn't say hey you guys what would you do if such and such happened then don't give me your fucking advice of course I'm not gonna take it because I'm a grown-ass woman and I know my life better than you do but it's just shitty practice to go around telling everybody what they should be doing based off of your life when you don't really know anything about what they are dealing with. Essentially, you don't have all the answers. You don't have all the answers. You barely have the answers for your damn self. And I swear it's people who tend to have gone through like one or two situations in their life and they're like, oh, I have ascended. (laughs) I know things. I have gone through something and the fire and I am a new girl now and this is how I did it. But you just keep on living and you'll realize how little you truly know. 
people there are a million different circumstances and shit that could be going on everybody's life experience everybody's path everybody's journey through life is different so how I don't even understand how you are so full of yourself that you feel like the real issue is I'm being mean in saying, hey, sis, that advice is really awful. (laughs) Instead of you saying, oh, you know, maybe I should not have taken that information and then just decided to tell this girl what she should do like I know her. You don't. You do not know me and you do not know what I'm going through. So just leave it alone. That's all. Right. You just don't have to do that. You could be supportive without trying to tell people how to live their lives or what they should do with their lives. If someone is not asking you for advice, think twice before you give it. It's a simple lesson. That's all I have to say. That's I'm done. True. It's not, even, it's not have... even dragging or nothing. It's just like, this was pointless. Y'all didn't have to do all this. There's also, I guess it should be said that just because you give somebody, you could give somebody good advice that is absolutely appropriate to what they should do and they won't want to hear it because they didn't ask for it. So those are things you <laughs> that should is also consider. Real. And I know people know that because everybody has a friend that they've given advice to before that was great, perfect advice and you know it because you know them and they mm-hmm. either don't listen to you or they tell you they don't want to fucking hear it. So I don't know why that's any different. You know right. what I'm saying? But, but the caveat there is you give great advice when it's your friend and you know what they've been through and so you right. can say, bitch, do not call Call that nigga Tyler no fucking more. I am so tired of you and Tyler going through this shit. Block his fucking number and da-da-da. That would be one thing. But you don't know me. You don't sit on my couch and talk to me about my life. So I'm back to just keep it. And that's all. Thanks so much. Be blessed. Fair enough. All, All right. right. Well, that is it this week for The Read. Yes, it is. Check out our website, thisistheread.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at This Is The Read. And finally, thanks to Dear White People, the new Netflix original series from Justin Simeon, for also supporting today's show. You know that Dear White People is based off the 2014 movie of the same name, a satirical comedy set at an Ivy League college where racial tensions are often swept under the rug. Haven't had the chance to check it out yet, but I will soon. I said it's good. Okay, great. Dear White People, class is streaming now only on Netflix. Kivir, you have any news this week? Yes, I am currently on a bit of a break and so excited to go to Sweet Heat tomorrow. First of all, I want to say congratulations to DJ Dimples on 10 years of Sweet Heat and having all of the Yay! girls in formation. So, so excited about that. But come May 20th, I will be back in Furious Thoughts mode. Uh, management, let me know that I should remind you girls of the dates. <laughs> so May 20th, New York City, London, UK, May 27th. Right after that, and then I will be in Philly on June 4th, Toronto on June 9th, D.C. on June 10th, and Charlotte, North Carolina on June 11th. And then I believe I will be in 305 live mode. And then I'm going to Jamaica. So nice. Things to do. But make sure you go to KidFuryLive.com. You can get tickets to the show been having a really great time i'm excited to do this material for you girls so going to be dope anything else nope that's it okay i am hosting a lord what is this um (laughs) so i don't know if you remember this a few weeks ago on the show i one of the names i used was samantha irby she is um a blogger she has the bitches gotta eat blog 
She's really smart, incredibly funny, has put out some books, and she has a new one called We Are Never Meeting in Real Life. And I will be hosting a, it is a um, essay collection, and I will be hosting a conversation with her um, with Word and Housing Works. I'm very, very excited to talk to her because, again, she is so funny and absolutely hilarious. So there will be a link on the... Um, Twitter and Facebook accounts for the show for you guys to get tickets to that. If you are in New York City on May 30th, that will be happening with me and Samantha Irby. So come check it out. It will be super fun. And I think that's it. I think I'm done. All right, guys. Uh, no acronym this week. I'm very excited for Sweet Heat. Very, very excited. I can't believe you're actually going. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you let your studs been go down there by themselves i'm sorry because i'm about to act up and send them right back home so yay it's been written all right (laughs) so i will see you guys next week bye y'all